The Law School of America, a condominium or condo for short, is a building structure divided into several units that are each separately owned, surrounded by common areas that are jointly owned. Residential condominiums are frequently constructed as apartment buildings, but there are also detached condominiums, which look like single-family homes, but in which the yards, gardens, corridors, building exteriors, and streets as well as any recreational facilities, like a pool or pools, bowling alley, tennis courts, golf course, etc., are jointly owned and maintained by a community association. Unlike apartments which are leased by their tenants, condominium units are owned outright. Additionally, the owners of the individual units also collectively own the common areas of the property, such as corridors-slash-hallways, walkways, laundry rooms, etc., as well as common utilities and amenities, such as the HVAC system, elevators, and so on. Many shopping malls are industrial condominiums in which the individual retail and office spaces are owned by the businesses that occupy them while the common areas of the mall are collectively owned by all the business entities that own the individual spaces. The common areas, amenities, and utilities are managed collectively by the owners through their association, such as a homeowner association. Scholars have traced the earliest known use of the condominium form of tenure to a document from 1st century Babylon. The word condominium originated in Latin. Condominium is an invented Latin word formed by adding the prefix con together to the word dominium dominion, ownership. Its meaning is therefore joint dominion or co-ownership. Condominia, the Latin plural of condominium, originally referred to territories over which two or more sovereign powers shared joint sovereignty. This technique was frequently used to settle border disputes when multiple claimants could not agree on how to partition the disputed territory. For example, from 1818 to 1846, Oregon country was a condominium over which both the United States and Great Britain shared joint sovereignty until the Oregon Treaty resolved the issue by splitting the territory along the 49th parallel and each country gaining sole sovereignty of one side. Overview The difference between a complex of residences, such as an apartment building, and a condominium is purely legal. There is no way to differentiate a condominium from any other residential building simply by looking at it or visiting it. What defines a condominium is the form of ownership. A building developed as a condominium, and sold in individual units to different owners, could actually be built at another location as, for example, an apartment building, the developers would retain ownership, and rent individual units to different tenants. Where a condominium is in essence an apartment building, as a practical matter, Builders tend to build condominiums to higher quality standards than apartment complexes because of the differences between the rental and sale markets. They are typically slightly larger than apartments, and are often constructed in a townhouse style in regions where single-family detached homes are common. Technically, a condominium is a collection of individual home units and common areas along with the land upon which they sit. Individual home ownership within a condominium is construed as ownership of only the airspace confining the boundaries of the home. The boundaries of that space are specified by a legal document known as a declaration, filed on record with a local governing authority. Typically, these boundaries will include the wall surrounding a condo, allowing the homeowner to make some interior modifications without impacting the common area. Anything outside this boundary is held in an undivided ownership interest by a corporation established at the time of the condominium's creation. The corporation holds this property in trust on behalf of the homeowners as a group, it may not have ownership itself. Condominiums have conditions, 
covenants, and restrictions, and often additional rules that govern how the individual unit owners are to share the space. Some condominium complexes consist of single-family dwellings. There are also detached condominiums where homeowners do not maintain the exteriors of the dwellings, yards, etc. and site condominiums where the owner has more control and possibly ownership, as in a whole lot or lot line condominium, over the exterior appearance. These structures are preferred by some planned neighborhoods and gated communities. Homeowners Association A homeowners association, HOA, whose members are the unit owners, manages the condominium through a board of directors elected by the membership. This exists under various names depending on the jurisdiction, such as unit title, sectional title, common hold, strata council or tenant owners association, body corporate, owners corporation, condominium corporation or condominium association. Another variation of this concept is the timeshare, although not all timeshares are condominiums, and not all timeshares involve actual ownership of, for example, deeded title to, real property. Condominiums may be found in both civil law and common law legal systems as it is purely a creation of statute. Among other things, the HOA assesses unit owners for the costs of maintaining the common areas, etc. That is, the HOA decides how much each owner should pay and has the legal power to collect that. Unit Description The description of the condominium units and the common areas and any restrictions on their use is established in a document commonly called a master deed, also known as the Enabling Declaration, the Declaration of Conditions, or the Condominium Document. Among other things, this document provides for the creation of the HOA. Rules of governance for the association are usually covered under a separate set of bylaws which generally govern the internal affairs of the condominium. Condominium bylaws usually establish the responsibilities of the owner's association, the voting procedures to be used at association meetings, the qualifications, powers, and duties of the board of directors, the powers and duties of the officers, and the obligations of the owners with regard to assessments, maintenance, and use of the units in common areas. Finally, a set of rules and regulations providing specific details of restrictions on conduct of unit owners and residents are established by the HOA. These are more readily amenable than the declaration or association bylaws, typically requiring only a vote of the HOA board. Typical rules include mandatory maintenance fees, perhaps collected monthly, pet restrictions, and color-slash-design choices visible from the exterior of the units. Generally, these sets of rules and regulations are made available to residents and or as a matter of public record via a condominium or homeowners association website or through public files, depending on the state and its applicable laws. Condominiums are usually owned in fee-simple title, but can be owned in ways that other real estate can be owned, such as title held in trust. In some jurisdictions, such as Ontario, Canada or Hawaii USA, there are leasehold condominiums where the development is built on leased land. In general, condominium unit owners can rent their home to tenants, similar to renting out other real estate, although leasing rights may be subject to conditions or restrictions set forth in the declaration, such as a rental cap for the total number of units in a community that can be leased at one time, or otherwise as permitted by local law. Non-residential uses. Condominium ownership is also used, albeit less frequently, for non-residential land uses, offices, hotel rooms, retail shops, private airports, marinas, group housing facilities, retirement homes or dormitories, bare land, in British Columbia, and storage. The legal structure is the same, and many of the benefits are similar. For instance, 
a nonprofit corporation may face a lower tax liability in an office condominium than in an office rented from a taxable, for-profit company. However, the frequent turnover of commercial land uses in particular can make the inflexibility of condominium arrangements problematic. Similar concepts. There are many forms of real estate ownership that are similar to condominiums but not identical. Classic privately owned detached houses on privately owned lots may be part of a community that has a homeowners association. Such an association may administer a common park area, for example, or an access road or architectural standards for the houses. In a townhouse complex, multiple physical houses are combined into a single architectural building. Each unit owner owns an identified plot of land, and the building affixed to it, but that building is physically part of a larger building that spans lots. There is a continuous roof and foundation, and a single wall divides adjacent townhouses. If there is an apartment below not owned by the owner of the townhouse, then it is not a townhouse, just a bi-level apartment slash condominium. Legally, this is very similar to detached houses, but because of the intertwining of interests in the single architectural building, a homeowner's association is required. It would be impractical, for example to replace the roof of just one townhouse. But unlike the condominium, the townhouse complex's HOA owns none of the building or the land under it. It is essentially under contract to the townhouse owners to maintain the parts of the building that are hard to divide. Even the walls between townhouses are usually outside the purview of the HOA, being jointly owned and maintained by the owners of the townhouses on either side. Like the condominium, the townhouse complex often has common areas for roads, parking, clubhouses, and such. A row house is like a townhouse except that the houses are not physically connected. They are independent structures that simply have no space between them. Technically, they are detached. A building with multiple residential units may simply be owned in common by multiple people, with each having specific rights to a particular unit and undivided interest in the rest. This is like a condominium, but there is no HOA with legal powers. It is much harder to govern, as the individual unit owners often have to agree unanimously or court intervention is required. California statutes recognize three kinds of common interest developments, condominium, townhouse, and community apartment, with the latter being the owned in common concept described above. By country. United States of America. The first condominium law passed in the United States of America was in the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico in 1958. In 1960, the first condominium in the continental U.S. was built in Salt Lake City, Utah. The legal concept had spread to the U.S. from Europe via the Caribbean, Puerto Rico and Cuba, but throughout the 1960s it was widely and erroneously reported that the concept had arisen in the U.S. directly based on a Roman model. In fact, the concept of an estate in the air was antithetical to Roman law, and there is no evidence of an ancient Roman condominium. Section 234 of the Housing Act of 1961 allowed the Federal Housing Administration to insure mortgages on condominiums, leading to a vast increase in the funds available for condominiums, and to condominium laws in every state by 1969. Since then, the term condominium, or condo for short, has become a household word in the U.S. Many Americans' first widespread awareness of condominium life came not from its largest cities but from South Florida, where developers had imported the condominium concept from Puerto Rico and used it to sell thousands of inexpensive homes to retirees arriving flush with cash from the urban northern U.S. The primary attraction to this type of ownership is the ability to obtain affordable housing in a highly desirable area that typically is beyond economic reach. Additionally, 
Such properties benefit from having restrictions that maintain and enhance value, providing control over blight that plagues some neighborhoods. Over the past several decades, the residential condominium industry has been booming in some metropolitan areas, such as Miami, San Francisco, Seattle, Boston, Chicago, Austin, Los Angeles, and New York City. However, in recent years, supply within the condo industry has caught up with demand, and sales have slowed. It is now in a slowdown phase. An alternative form of ownership, popular in parts of the U.S. but found also in other common law jurisdictions, is housing cooperative, also known as company share or co-op. A housing cooperative is where the building has an associated legal company and ownership of shares gives the right to a lease for the residents of a unit. Another form is ground rent, solarium, in which a single landlord retains ownership of the land, solum, but leases the surface rights, superficies, which renew in perpetuity or over a very long term. This is comparable to a civil law emphatuses, except that emphatuses shifts the duties of upkeep and making improvements onto the renter. In the U.S., there are several different styles of condominium complexes. For example, a garden condominium complex consists of low-rise buildings built with landscaped grounds surrounding them. A townhouse condominium complex consists of multi-floor semi-detached homes. In condominium townhouses, the purchaser owns only the interior, while the building itself is owned by a condominium corporation. The corporation is jointly owned by all the owners and charges them fees for general maintenance and major repairs. Freehold townhouses are exclusively owned, without any condominium aspects. In the U.S., this type of ownership is called fee simple. New York's Condominium Act was passed in 1964. The first condominium building was the St. Tropez Condominium in Manhattan built in 1965. Canada. One in eight Canadian households lived in condominium dwellings, colloquially known as condos, mostly located in a few census metropolitan areas according to Statistics Canada condominiums exist in most parts of Canada though more common in larger cities. They are regulated under provincial or territorial legislation and specific legal details vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. In most parts of Canada, they are referred to as condominiums, except in British Columbia where they are referred to as a strata and in Quebec where they are referred to as syndicates of co-ownership. The townhouse complex of Brentwood Village in Edmonton, Alberta, was the first condominium development in Canada, registered in 1967. With regular condominiums, the unit owner usually owns the internal unit space and a share of the corporation. The corporation owns the exterior of the building land and common area. In the case of a freehold condominium the owner owns the land and building and the corporation owns common shared roadways and amenities. The Canadian Condominium Institute is a non-profit association of condominium owners and corporations with chapters in each province and territory. The Condo Owners Association COA Ontario is a non-profit association representing condominium owners with divisions across the province and districts within the various municipalities. England and Wales, UK In England and Wales, the equivalent of condominium is common hold, a form of ownership introduced in September 2004. As of June 3, 2009, there were 12 commonhold residential developments comprising 97 units in England and one commonhold residential development, comprising 30 units, in Wales. Condominium is not a term that is widely used in England and Wales, as commonhold is a creature of statute and comparatively rare, and condominiums are more likely to be found in the form of leaseholds. In English law it is not possible to enforce a positive covenant on successive owners of freehold land, 
other than to maintain a boundary fence, without creating an elaborate trust. A positive covenant is, broadly, one which involves the expenditure of money to perform. This did not create a significant problem until the 1950s, when flats, where ownership is divided horizontally, first began to appear on the market as more affordable particularly for first-time buyers. Until then flats had been confined to short-term unsaleable tenancies, with varying degrees of statutory rent protection and security of tenure. It was soon learned that freehold flats were an unsatisfactory form of ownership because it was not possible to impose essential maintenance requirements. As such, flats became virtually unmarketable because they were an unacceptable form of security to lenders. Thus solicitors, the principal property lawyers in England and Wales in those days, began to use leases instead, where such limitations did not apply. Progress was haphazard and piecemeal, but over time things became more standard. Improvements became universal as institutional lenders refused to advance money on the security of flats unless certain basic provisions were included. This benefited owners whether or not they borrowed money since purchase was invariably conducted through a solicitor or licensed conveyancer trained to reject leases failing to meet the necessary standards. Despite these standards, the actual form of leasehold systems is variable. Highly favored are arrangements where the leases are granted out of a freehold owned by a corporation, itself owned by individual leaseholders. This provides an opportunity for them to participate in the proper management of the block. Again, quality of management is very variable. The statute creating common holds was motivated by a desire to eliminate some of the problems and perceived injustices, such as the commercial exploitation of lessees by freeholders as their leases began to have too little time left to satisfy lenders. Since most leasehold developments are undertaken by commercial entities, common holds did not become widespread. There are, however, other statutes in place that give some degree of protection for leaseholders. It is, nevertheless, essential to consider proper legal advice whenever engaged in the purchase of a flat, for the requirements for a fully marketable flat remain complex. Law of Property Act 1925, S.153, contains provisions for the enlargement of leases into freeholds, one of the effects of which is to preserve the enforceability of positive covenants contained in the lease against the resulting freehold. There are clear, but stringent, requirements. Artificial schemes using the provisions to create enforceable positive covenants in freehold blocks of flats were occasionally mooted but never gained currency. Scotland has a separate legal system from England and Wales and is a separate consideration. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America